You're listening to the Video Store Massacre Podcast, where a Gen Z kid, that's me, and his Gen X dad, that's me, will compare one new horror movie picked by me and one old horror movie picked by my dad. Each episode will be themed. In other words, a new zombie film versus a classic zombie film, a new body horror movie compared to an older body horror, and so on. We'll break down each movie and discuss them in depth. Thanks for joining us, and welcome to our show. Okay, hello. Hello. We're back. Yes, we're back. <laughs> this is our ninth episode, another Christmas episode featuring two movies, two new movies. Well, one old, one new, but two movies we haven't discussed. Yes. What are they? They're mm-hmm. Christmas Blade Christmas and Silent Night Deadly Night. The you very were, first one. The original. Yeah, yeah there are four the others. Original. But I've there seen are five others. Yeah. Well, you have the four sequels. Yeah. And then you have the sort of remake. Uh, they didn't really have a, it's sort of a remake in the sense that it's only called Silent Night, it's not called Silent Night, Deadly Night. And uh, have I, I guess after they made the movie, they found out they didn't really have the rights or they only had partial rights to the movie, something like that. So they they don't uh, it's not re- and it really a remake, um, but then it is, and then it's also based on a, an incident that actually happened down in Oregon back in the early 2000s where a guy with it dressed in a Santa Claus costume showed up at a Christmas party and started killing people. Um, crazy. Anyway, so yeah, so this is our second Christmas episode on Festivus. It's snowing uh, here again, so it, it feels like the Christmas time, but it's incredibly cold outside. It's so cold that you can't even drive on the streets though there's sheet of ice so anyway you're pretty quiet over there yeah i know <laughs> what have you been up to lately i've been uh other well batman spawn came out Did batman you... and spawn came out i'm gonna i plan on reading that you haven't read that yet nope i haven't read it yet but i have read uh, spawn, uh some spawn comics spawn and then there's gunslinger spawn and then there's scorched and scorched is pretty cool and then monsters of metal what was monsters of metal about is that like this metal band that's uh, formed by monsters, such as werewolf, vampire, and it's a comic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, zombie. Well, actually, it's Frankenstein's monster, and then Bride of Frankenstein are also in the band too. What kind of band are they? They're like uh, metal, I guess. Like it's a heavy monsters. It's metal. a heavy metal band, oh, but okay. what kind of metal is that you're asking? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, what kind of metal? I would say. Like a black metal band. That's oh, okay. What they're like. All right. I'll have to check that one out. And then it also involves Van Helsing. Uh, Alex Van Helsing has his own band, but they're like a glam metal type band. Oh, I thought you were going to say Christian Rock. <laughs> no. Why are you going to thought I was going to say Christian Because that's what I would have assumed he did. Uh, he would have a Christian Rock band. No, but that's it's okay. a poison, you know, glam metal type band. Oh, okay. And it's like they're like one of those modern glam metal bands, I, like I've Steel Panther. You, yeah, I, I've told you. Well, Steel Panther is more of like a parody of metal band. They're those type of bands from the eighties. Yeah, and and I, I, you know when people call it glam metal, it, it's such a that's not what they are. They're not a glam was a genre of music from the seventies that actually influenced punk, right? Uh-oh. And 
I don't know how it got glam got because some people on to glam metal. Oh, understand it is glam I mean, rock 80s, and I just call metal. it 80s 80s hard rock. I mean, oh, because yeah. 80s the way people some people understand glam metal is just like glam rock and heavy metal, but that's besides the point. Yeah, yeah, it's I, just I, all it I has know other is names. It, all I know is it wasn't very good. <laughs> oh, it just had other names like hair metal and pop metal. Yeah, hair metal, pop, whatever. Yeah. Cool. So, what is so anything else? You watch anything good lately? We watched that movie Hanukkah. Well, you watched part of it. I suffered through the whole thing. Yeah, I you watched a part up. of it. I gave up. It was like it was. It's uh, one of the few movies goes, you actually gave up on. Yeah, most movies I'd watched the whole thing. The Dead Don't Die, I gave up on. You gave up on the Dead. And then don't there were some movies that so. I, I mean, I've liked when I saw, but then later lost interest in, like Terminator. I mean, like the newest Terminator film, Dark Fate. Oh yeah. I lost interest in Terminator after that. It just that whole science by action thing. Well, I like you know you and I have argued about it. The first Terminator is a slasher movie. You don't think so? I don't, but I do. Um, but but going back to Hanukkah, yeah, that just it, it felt like it was. I don't know. It just like it was very disjointed. It was all over yeah. the place, and although and the ending makes no sense. Yeah, although I did lose interest in. Star Wars never likes like Star Trek much, but that doesn't mean I'm against science fiction. Yeah, I, I mean I do like the Alien and Predator and what's along those lines, the sci-fi horror. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, yeah. Like you every... just kind of grew out of Star Wars, which is yeah. fine. I mean, yeah, you get older, your tastes change. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, Opinions change as you when, yeah. when and that maybe, comes with age. Maybe as you get older, you become nostalgic for it and let's start liking it again. Yeah, I may like more science fiction than horror. Yeah, because right now I'm more into horror than science fiction. Right, that's why you have this podcast. That's right. There you go. So, what other movies have you watched? Dorm to Drip Blood. That was a first time watch for you. Right? Yes. Yeah, that's a pretty good one, um, and it doesn't feature uh, Chris Novoselic. <laughs> right. Right. You thought we were watching it, and you thought there's there is a guy that he is Chris Novoselic's doppelganger. So, yeah, we thought that was Chris Novoselic. Ah. Uh, you haven't seen Blood Beat yet. That's a movie you got to check out before before Saturday. Um, that's another weird one, but it's a good one. Um, we have that. Um, so, yeah, so Dorm to Drip Blood in the 80s before Silent Night, Deadly Night came out. There were a whole bunch of Christmas horror movies. Uh that weren't getting any attention. One called To All a Good Night actually featured a killer Santa Claus. There was Christmas Evil featured a Christmas killer Santa Claus. Actually, To All a Good Night had two killer Santa Clauses. But it was, and we'll get into it more when we talk about it. But those movies had um, killer Santa Clauses, and they did not meet. And there was no, absolutely no um, controversy to those like there is for. It was for Silent Night, Deadly Night. And then, uh, what else? did we watch any other newer Christmas? Didn't watch it. I mean, because there's Christmas horror movies. There's about a dozen of them every year. And Christmas every, horror? Yeah, oh, Christmas horror All movies. a Good Night? Yeah. Is that like the night before Christmas? Turned into a, a slasher no, film? No, no, That story? No, no, no. no that no. book that I read as a little nope, kid? No, it's another one. Teenagers in a, in a, uh, at a party. And, Christmas party? Yeah, and they're being stalked by a guy in a santa claus costume oh so i thought to me it sounded like the night before christmas turned into a slasher film that 
no. storybook I had as a little kid. No, but, see, that would have caused controversy. <laughs> why? <laughs> because it was a to turn a children's book into a, a slasher film. Yeah, well, they well they turned the the Grinch into a horror movie. That uh, the mean one. I yeah. Don't know, how did they? I don't know how they pulled that off. Yeah, the it's rights not, getting the rights. Yeah, but it's it's not really streaming or, anywhere. No, I don't think it's streaming anywhere. But it's playing it's in select playing theaters. In select theaters. Yeah. That, and then there's something else called Were Deer. Which is like a werewolf deer. I, heard I haven't heard of this. Bloody disgusting. Oh, you have? I haven't heard of this one. It's from their Instagram page. Oh, okay. Have you? Did you? Did you watch the trailer or no? They they on Instagram they posted a link to the YouTube trailer. Bloody oh, disgusting. Okay. Did you watch the trailer? Yes. It's like really weird. It's like a werewolf deer. It's about and this it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a werewolf reindeer, and it, so it's it like gets, that. You know? Have you seen that movie Prancer? No. Oh, okay. Is it like a werewolf reindeer? No, 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 no. It's about a, but a little girl a... finds a deer and assumes it's Prancer from Santa's uh -huh. um, a reindeer because they're not common where this yeah. little girl is. And so that would be a cool idea to make a werewolf movie that's like Prancer. Oh, oh that's what it's. Yeah. I guess it's like. Because the werewolf, not the werewolf, but it's like a woman gets bit by a deer I've seen in the trailer <laughs> oh, and then turns into a were-deer. Yeah, and then uh, another really great, and we've both seen it, but another great that I want to, I, I, we're running out of time, but it's called The Wolf of Snow Hollow. We've both seen it. It's another good Christmas horror movie. And yes. it's a werewolf movie. And, you know, if you haven't seen it, go, pause right here, go watch it, and then come back, because we're going to give a, a little bit of a spoiler. It's, it's, what makes The Wolf of Snow Hollow so good is that in most werewolf movies there is a main character running around saying hey telling everybody in in town or the village hey there's a werewolf here that we have a werewolf this this guy's a werewolf or a werewolf is attacking people right right and nobody believes him the wolves of snow hollow turns that upside down and Everybody in town is saying, hey, we have a werewolf here. We have a werewolf in town. There's a werewolf attacking people. Yes. And the sheriff's deputy, even the sheriff is saying that. But the main character in the movie is saying, no, we don't. Werewolves don't exist. So, yeah. I mean, it kind of turns that around. That's what I liked about it. And then there's a twist ending that I won't give away. That's uh, really well done. But And it takes place at Christmas time. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I believe it starts, uh, you know, the, the it, it, it's, and I think, I believe it's just done in a three day period. It all takes place within a three day period. So, yeah. So if, if folks haven't seen the Wolf of Snow Hollow, it's from 2020, that's, uh, that's another really good one. Um, so you, you read, uh, Spawn Batman versus, you haven't read Batman versus Spawn, you wait and read that. Um, and, what else? Anything else you've been watching or up to? Um, well, I did. Uh, I mentioned Predator Hunting Grounds already, right? Yeah, yeah I did. Uh, no, that, no I, I don't think you did. No. Um, been playing Predator I, I said I've been playing Predator Hunting Grounds. Yeah. I just wanted to talk about what that's like. It's like in the game you can either play. It's a you've Predator. had it for a while. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've had it for a while, and I went back to playing it again. Oh, okay. Because in the game you can either play as a a fire elite squad member uh or you could play as uh one of the predator alien species oh 
Yeah, okay. so you, it involves um, uh, you could be Dutch, and then there's uh, Danny uh, Glover's character in Predator Two. I think his name in that oh, was like the, yeah. I think his name in that was Dante. Oh, okay. Yeah, you could play as him too. Yeah, that character too, and it's just different uh, fire elite squad members from the Predator movies. You could play as and also you can play as different kinds of predators like there you plays the viking predator the samurai predator the cowboy predator that's crazy how about prey any of the characters from prey in it well that's why i went back to it it's because of i mean it's just because i was hoping for a prey update but unfortunately not no oh, prey update okay. it kind of be cool you go back and you just play as the characters from prey like naru or her yeah. brother what was his name uh i don't know and Naru was what we almost named our dog, too. Yeah. <laughs> so we could. It's close enough. Zara, Naru. 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 Uh, she's not responding. Never mind. But if you say <laughs> her name, her actual name, she'll respond. Zara. Yeah, she responds to that. Okay. Yeah, she anyway. <laughs> She looks right at you. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Um, that's cool. And Evil West, you're done, you're done with that now, right? Right, I mean, yeah. You played, the, you played the whole game. Yeah, I played the whole game. I finished Evil West. What is that game about, anyway? It's a horror western, right? Horror western, yes. And it has elements of steampunk and dark fantasy to it. Oh, okay. Well, that's always cool. cool. Because it's like a lot of... It's like in the old west and involves a lot of technology. Yeah. But like 18th century style, 1800 style, you know, technology, like steampunk. That's what it is type stuff. Right. So, so we're doing another Christmas episode just because we had the time, because, you know, we wanted to do Silent Night, Deadly Night, and you really liked the Christmas, Bloody Christmas. So, yeah. So we figured we'd do another Christmas episode. Um, and like we said in our last episode, you know, lots of, and I just mentioned, there's always every year, a whole bunch of Christmas horror movies come out. Um, it seems to be a glut of them now. Um and you know back in the 80s it was die hard that started the trend uh you know where an action movie or a horror movie would take place at christmas and most of the time it was just happened to be christmas time the gremlins have also contributed to that it just it just happened to be christmas time um while the movie's taking place christmas wasn't the main theme of it you know a movie like the brain which is from the 80s um, it just happens to be taking place at Christmas time. Or you can even, that Tales from the Crypt episode that we were uh, with Seth Green, uh, Monster, Under My, Monster in My Closet. That yeah. just happened to be at Christmas time. Christmas wasn't the main theme. So uh, nowadays, though, the movies, they all, I mean, Christmas is the big thing. They they make a big deal of it's a Christmas movie. Um a movie like The Dorm That Drip Blood came out in April. Didn't overplay the fact that it took place at Christmas. Same with To All a Good Night. Uh, it didn't come out in April. It came out at Christmas time. But it didn't. It, I mean, well, I mean, Christmas is the main theme. But it wasn't, uh, you know, they didn't go out of their way to make sure you knew it was a Christmas. Nowadays, they do. It's evident in Christmas Bloody Christmas. It's evident in a lot of the new Christmas horror movies that are coming out. So, yeah, so we decided, hey, let's do another Christmas episode. You can't, you know, how can you, you know, have a horror Christmas, po a horror podcast 
your first go around and not talk about Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, which is a Christmas classic. I've called it the It's a Wonderful Life of Christmas movies. Not that it's a lot like It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, yep. But that, you know, it's it's one of those movies that you have to watch at Christmas time, just like It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Just if like... you're a horror fan. Yeah. If you're a horror fan. Uh, um, I don't know of any horror fans who say, I don't like Silent Night, Deadly Night to you. Nope. I don't know of any horror fans. Yeah. So is there any horror fans to say they don't like Scrooge? Scrooge? Yeah. I'm sure there are. I've never heard it, but I'm sure there are people who don't. What I'm saying is Scrooge is on a different level than Silent Night, Deadly Night. You can't of Christmas horror? Yeah, you can't compare those two. Because one's like PG-13 and one is... Well, not only that, is that one is is a, a slasher movie. I mean, a one Silent is a Night, slasher it's like film. Quentin Tarantino said about Silent Night, Deadly Night uh -huh. on Eli Varr's show. Uh -huh. Silent Night, Deadly Night is one of those movies that horror fans would be like, whoa, this is a bridge too far. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? it's like, it's not as, I mean... Scrooge, that's like supernatural horror comedy. That's right. What it, what yeah. It is. So it's on the same level as Ghostbusters. Yeah, exactly. But Silent Night, Deadly Night, if you're a fan of horror and, and, and slasher movies, more specifically, you, 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 you know, you love it. And we saw Silent Night, we've seen Silent Night, Deadly Night. So I've seen it dozens of times. But you've seen Silent Night, Deadly Night as well as I have yep. in a the movie theater. And you had never seen, that was the first time you had seen it, right? Right. When we watched it at the Friday Night Frights. When was that? Back in 18 or 19? 19, three years ago. Three years ago. So when we saw it then um, at, at, in a in movie theater, first time you're watching it, it was, I lost count of how many times I've seen it. But it was the first time I ever seen a saw it in a movie theater. So you had your first experience was better than mine, seeing Silent Night Deadly Night. First time I saw Silent Night Deadly Night was on a VHS tape on a regular TV in the eighties, on a little TV. Excuse me. So your viewing experience was a lot better than mine first time. Mm -hmm. But seeing Silent Night Deadly Night in a theater, in you know on thirty five millimeter. Uh, it was just great. I mean, it was it was like I was watching a whole new movie, and then to see it with an audience, where you know, Silent Night, Deadly Night is grim. There is no humor to it. Billy, no. Billy is one of those killers that doesn't like. There's no one-liners. There's no, you know, he's not very doesn't have a lot to say. He's the silent killer goes around talking or. And you know what? We're already talking. Let's just jump right into it and start talking about it. We don't yeah. have to do a whole hour and a half. Yeah. Let's just start talking about Silent Night, Deadly Night. All right. Uh, you can tell the plot in a minute. Um, so he, Billy, he's just he's just a full-on killer. Um, he's out to kill. No humor. It's a grim movie. Yeah. And the humor that is in that movie. So people were laughing in that movie. Mm -hmm. Remember? Yeah, I'm like, what's funny about this? It's like his grandfather <laughs> is basically telling Billy, like, the Santa Claus is going to go around killing people. And, like, his. Yeah. The... <laughs> and, like, what's funny about this? I don't understand. Well, because it was, it's just so corny. You know, it's kind of, it's dated. So the older folks in the movie theater found it funny, you know? Yeah. Um, there are a lot of scenes that are just 
they're not supposed to be fun. They're not intentionally funny. Let's just say uh, <laughs> the intent was not to be funny. It just they end up that way because they're more awkward than anything else. Um, but with that said, once you tell the before, just tell the and we'll talk. We'll do it a little different this time. Just go ahead and start talking about. Why don't you tell us the plot? So we're not going to do it where you provide information about Silent Night, Deadly Night, or Christmas, Bloody Christmas, you know, details and trivia and all that. Uh, and we're just going to talk about both movies this time around. It's a little more chill, a little more laid back, more like our Halloween episode. Yeah. Um, so go ahead. Tell us the plot to Silent Night, Deadly Night. So the plot to Silent Night, Deadly Night, it's about uh, this little boy named uh, Billy who knows. Caldwell, right? Caldwell. Yeah, Billy Caldwell, who witnesses his parents being murdered by a killer that dresses up like Santa Claus, along with his little brother, Ricky Caldwell. But he's not murdered. Ricky's not murdered. Ricky's not murdered. Yeah, him and his baby brother are taken to an orphanage right after this this happens. And then Billy, I mean, more so than Ricky. He has actually right now right now <laughs> in the movie in the movie we has, find out later ricky's affected <laughs> yeah ricky's yeah. affected but yeah but in the first movie ricky didn't wasn't hardly ever in it and then he didn't seem like he was that affected but billy was very affected oh, yeah. by all this but it was just the trauma he experienced when it came to so in the movie it's obvious that mother superior is bad to like all the children there because she's cruel, she's yeah. cruel. yeah because yeah. she starts beating up uh the two teenagers there that are having sex. Well, she not only beats them, then she beats the shit out of Billy. And then she beats the yeah. shit out of Billy for watching her what she does. Yeah, and watching, yeah. Mother Superior was a fucking Well, he wasn't bitch. even peeping Tom. He wasn't like a pervert looking at him. He just happened to catch him in the act. Yeah. And she saw him catch him in the act. It wasn't like he was sitting there staring at the kid. You know, it's not like Christmas Evil where the kid came downstairs and watched the parents have sex. No, that's not yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, go ahead. Okay, it's just he noticed story. that happening. Yeah. And he wasn't even old enough. I don't think was he even old enough to understand what no, sex was. Probably not. How old do you think he was? I don't know. Oh, he was probably like 10, maybe. Six, seven? Maybe 10, between six and 10. and ten. Yeah, I don't, I don't think know. he was old enough. I don't know. To understand. I don't know. I don't think so. What was go- so that freaked him out. Yeah. And then as he grows up, to become an adult in his late teens. Like when he becomes 18, he works for. He's, and he's terrified of Santa. And he's terrified of Santa still. Because of the incident he saw. Because the incident he saw as a little kid. Yeah. Uh, and there's like. He start, works for. He goes to a place he works for. is called Ira's Toys, similar to Toys R Us. Yeah. And uh, and the guy that owns its name is like Ira. It's like a Jewish guy or something. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Because that sounds like a Jewish name. Okay. And I, and then uh, Ira decides for the kids he wants Santa, uh, someone to dress up like Santa and do a meet and greet with the kids, kind of like what they do at the mall, but they do it at a toy store. Yeah, yeah. And um, Billy, while he's dressed as uh, Santa Claus, I mean, what's kind of weird is he freaks out and he's having poor interactions with the children. That's what I noticed. Yeah, yeah. Right, and. But then he he saves, he's dressed as Santa, and a girl's about to be raped, and he saves the girl. Yes. By killing the rapist, yeah. and then she gets pissed at him for killing the rapist. What the fuck? <laughs> and he, does he kill her? Yeah. Oh. What the? He goes on a killing spree, and then and then he grabs 
picks up somebody and then hangs them on deer antlers. He pales the Linnea quickly on yeah on deer antlers. Yeah, classic scene, classic scene in the movie. All right, so that's that's the yeah we could stop there. We won't give away the ending. And that's that's the story of Silent Night, Deadly Night. That's your Reader Digest version of it. Yep. Okay. Well. Well, you were around when this movie came out. Can you tell me about some of the controversy in it? The controversy that around that surrounded the movie? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was the first. It was the first. It wasn't the first. Like I said earlier, it wasn't the first Christmas slasher movie where someone dressed as Santa and killed somebody. Uh, that happened in Christmas Evil, which you saw. It happens in uh, To All a Good Night. Which we mentioned, um, there were Christmas in, in Silent Partner, a movie called Silent Partner. Um, Christopher Plummer. It's not. It's it's uh, it's not a horror movie. Though it has a very giallo kind of feel to it. Um, it's a Canadian movie with Ellie Gould and Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer dresses as Santa Claus and does some pretty horrific, horrendous things. It's terrible things, and that was a big budget Warner Brothers movie. Um, it just one of those movies that it was released and um you know the trailer that we played um was actually the tv spot wasn't the trailer i tracked down the tv spot um so that tv spot what happened was they were looking for cheap the the producers of the film when trying to promote the movie were looking for cheap airtime to air the air the trailer yes. they decided hey let's uh, when they found out that the cheapest airtime, so they bought a block of cheap airtime yes. on television to to uh, air the show. They found out it was mid afternoons, late afternoons, on a weekday. Mm-hmm. What's on in the eighties, mid afternoons, weekdays? It's all the cartoons, He Man, Dungeons and Dragons. Those type of cartoons are on after school, prior to the news. Kids come home from school. Back then, they were, you know, 80s, the Gen X kids. They kids. were uh, what they call latchkey kids, where no one was home. Parents were still at work. They'd come in, come home. They'd maybe grab something to eat quick and sit down and watch television. Uh, maybe they did homework. Maybe they waited until parents came home to do homework, whatever. But then around 3, 4 o'clock until about 5 o'clock, yes. they'd watch a block of cartoons or television shows programs aimed for not really young children but you know uh, elementary school age and middle school children which is where i saw the the, the commercial for silent night deadly night while i was watching dungeons and dragons cartoons yeah. um and the producers didn't know that's what they were going to show this commercial during and uh-huh. so uh so kids were seeing this commercial about a guy dressed like santa claus Going on a killing spree, killing people. Uh, and then uh, they also bought a block of time because it was uh, fairly inexpensive. 
during Little House of the Prairie, a TV show that was a family show. And then they bought a block of time during the uh, Monday Night Football. And that's where the controversy started, was you had parents um, and religious groups going, going ballistic because it was an image of Santa Claus with an axe murdering people. Yes. <laughs> and so they went crazy. And so it and so when the movie was released, there were people protesting. When I was a little kid at the uh Sunrise Mall in Long Island, uh there was um there was uh, a big protest at the mall, at the theater that was playing at. There were people outside picketing the movie. And it was all over the country that people were picketing. So much so, the controversy was so thick and so bad that mm-hmm. they pulled the movies for theater. Mm-hmm. So you can, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the two critics at the time, um, Cisco and Ebert. Yes. Said this movie should be pulled from theaters. That was disgusting to, to do this. Um, Gene Siskel in particular said that horror movies are as gruesome as bullfighting. And since bullfighting is banned, horror movies should be banned. This was, you can trace the roots of cancel culture, not to this moment, but you can, these are, you can draw a straight line from cancel culture now to this, where it started. And it started with religious groups and the right, not so much the left, but it was, they were so successful. To ban just well, Gene Siskel suggested they do that. They oh. didn't actually do it. To ban that since bullfighting is banned and it's gro- gruesome and grotesque, horror movies, particularly slasher movies, should be banned because they are gruesome and grotesque. And he said this on his TV show. But was it banned? No. This movie was pulled from theaters. Oh. Okay. So and the other thing was another movie was released that same weekend. Horror movie. Called the Nightmare on Elm Street. You ever hear of that movie? Yep, of course I've heard of that. Every horror fan else. <laughs> yeah. So it's one of the most mainstream slasher films. Yeah. Ever. So first box office weekend, Silent Night, Deadly Night takes the box office. It's on its way to being a box office smash, and it's pulled from theaters. It, was a, it could have been. It could have been a box office smash. Yeah, and, and Nightmare was, on Elm Street. And what was interesting been, about it is Nightmare on Elm Street. That's a high budget movie. Well, it's it had a bigger budget than Silent Night, Deadly Night. It had a bigger promotion. It had a bigger production on. company that produced it. Yeah, New Line. New Line, which is owned by Warner Brothers. It wasn't at the time. New Line was now it is, which is owned by Warner Brothers now, right. which is a big company. New right, Line. but back then New Line wasn't owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah, New now Line. by today's standards, it's, it's a high budget movie. But Silent Night, Deadly Night by today's standards, it's still a low budget movie. But it could it have been became... low budget by standards by back then too. Yeah, but. But it, it, it was a low-budget movie that could have been a Christmas horror classic. Like it is Violent Christmas, Night. It is a Christmas horror classic. Yeah. What I'm like saying Violent is... Violent Night, yeah. What I'm trying to say is that Silent Night, Deadly Night basically had the potential, had it not been pulled from theaters, to be a big, giant movie along the lines of Nightmare... It would have... Along the lines of Halloween. Not so much Nightmare on Elm Street. And Nightmare on Elm Street would have been... The cult classic. I don't know if I can't. I'm not saying it would have been. It would have never gotten its sequels. It may have, and the sequels may have done better, or just as. But because, like I said, Silent Night, Deadly Night was number one at the box office its opening weekend. Nightmare on Elm Street was not. It was the following weekend. 
and and Silent Night Deadly Night was released uh, around Veterans Day in November of, of the year it came out, and um, that November, and it was pulled from theaters. And Nightmare on Elm Street, the following weekend, was the number one movie. So there were people who wanted to see horror, obviously. Yes. And they went to see Nightmare on Elm Street. And they also, Nightmare on Elm Street, also their, their, um, you know, the, the number of theaters it was yes. in was increased the second weekend also uh, because it was it was doing fairly well on its first weekend. But Silent Night, Deadly Night had the potential to take off. And it was the controversy of the protests because it was also scheduled to expand its theaters. At the time it came out, it was the East Coast, parts of Midwest, and then Los Angeles that it was released in. And it was going nationwide the following weekend, but they pulled it from theaters before it could go nationwide. And in order to see it after that, you had to watch it on VHS. Yes. But at the time, it was the first movie that made me realize, not realize, it was the first, at the time it came out, I was fascinated, like you were with Gremlins, I was fascinated by the fact that you can take a horror, you can take Christmas, this wonderful, nice thing, yeah, and turn it into a horror movie. I was fascinated by it, yeah. and I was fascinated by the protests. I was, I, 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 when we were on Will and Jeff's podcast last Christmas, yeah, I told the story of the priest in our church gave his Sunday homily. This is at Our Lady of Perpetual Health Catholic Church. Yeah, what'd you give him? He gave the homily that weekend about silent night deadly night saying how it was a part of you know the the uh, uh decline of civilization how how it was contributing to the, you know the delinquency of our youth and decline of, of 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 civilization and you know i don't remember and how it was this terrible movie that was taking the day that our Lord and Savior was born and turning it into a horror movie, into a splatter fest with, you know, nudity and, and blood and guts. And, uh, you know, uh, I mean, he was overboard. He hadn't even seen the priest that gave the homily, hadn't even seen the movie. And he knew he hated it. Those people protesting hadn't seen the movie, you know. And that was part of the problem back then with that version of cancel culture is people hadn't seen you know, whether it was Video Nasties in, in the UK or, um, or uh, you know, even um, horror movies or comic books at the time, they hadn't seen or read what they didn't like, but they just knew they didn't like it. Speaking of Video Nasties, you forgot to mention during our uh, intro there, you watched a video. Not It wasn't a Video Nasty, but it was a nasty movie. Don't open till Christmas. Don't open till Christmas. Yes, <laughs> that movie is a mess, but it's still a good movie. <laughs> yes, it is. It, yeah. Anyway, um, it was like, but I mean, there's gonna be people online that say they didn't like "Don't Open Till Christmas." Yeah, a lot of trolls on the internet. Yeah, like I, I don't know anybody personally. Do I? That, that's a troll that likes to crap yeah. on movies. Brandon. Branded? Yeah. Anyway. And I think a little bit of Bobby, too. Bobby doesn't troll, though. Oh, he doesn't not troll? A troll? He just doesn't like a lot of movies. So. Oh, he doesn't? No. There's stuff. I don't think... I don't know. I, you know we'll have Bobby on again when yeah. we talk about The Thing. Yeah. Uh, we'll, he, we'll but he, he likes that movie and Halloween. 
He likes Halloween. He likes the thing. Yeah. He just doesn't. I don't like know about Silent Night, Deadly Night. We'd have to ask him. Yeah. All right. So anyway, uh, so yeah. So you asked, and I told, and I just took up all the oxygen in the room talking about Silent Night, Deadly Night. What yeah. do you think about Silent Night, Deadly Night? You have seen it on on theater and in, in the theater. You had seen it. Uh, you've seen it a few times on Blu-ray. Yes. Um, and so you've seen the unrated version. So what do you think? Silent Night, Deadly Night. I thought it was actually um, pretty good. It just I, when I saw it, I just thought it was cool because ever since I was young, I liked the idea of Christmas and horror being put together just as much as I liked horror and superheroes being put together because I thought that was cool too. It's just I like the fact that superheroes were to also be not just brave and normal looking people; they could also be like grotesque looking and also very brutal at times. Right. Yeah, some superheroes are like that. Yeah, yeah. There's a Sandman. It's called the Sandman Mystery Hour comic. It was out in the '90s, and it wasn't. And now it's not Sandman like you know about. It's the original Sandman character, the the vigilante with the gas mask. Yeah, from the '30s. Uh, they redid that in the '90s. Yes, calling it Sandman Mystery Hour. Uh, and his the villains in that. It wasn't necessarily a horror comic, but yeah. all his villains were gruesome and grotesque villains. It's a really good comic. It's collected if you ever want to check it out. Um, like, there are superheroes out there that are gruesome and grotesque, like, but it's besides the point. And I'm pretty sure people too. know who they are. The Morbius is a superhero that's very so grotesque yeah. and looking. So, yeah, let's yeah, get back spawn. to the Christmas horror. So, you. you We're going to do an episode at some point, hopefully, a superhero horror. We will. Maybe we just do one blanket episode where we just talk about superhero horror and we just talk about the different movies. Sure. So, anyway, uh, so, but coming from someone who didn't experience all the controversy, right, mm -hmm. surrounding the movie, but was aware of it, do you, when you watch it now, right, do you, is it like, oh, well, this is no big deal? What were people angry about? Is that the way you feel when you watch it now? Yeah, it's like, what are people angry about? No big deal. Yeah, because, I mean, because what has come since, I mean, you watch it, you haven't seen it. There's a movie called Christmas Cruelty that is, I had the movie, and I I had the movie on DVD, and I watched it once, and I'm like, I never need to see this movie again. It's one of those movies you watch once, and you're like, like Inside, which is another movie you've yet to see that I know you said you want to watch. Um, it happens to be a Christmas movie. It's one of those movies that you need, you just need to watch it once. Inside is actually good, so I'm not, I shouldn't put it in the same category as Christmas Cruelty. But uh, Christmas Cruelty is like it's like Human Centipede or a Serbian film. You just need and you know, sorry, I know there's people and friends and, and, and acquaintances and people who listen to the show that like uh, Serbian film, but man, I, I or Salo, um, another, that's another movie. Those are movies I only need to see once. I don't need to see those movies again. You yeah. Know? Um, uh, and and so the movies that have come since have there. You know, this movie isn't as, as as shocking. And even by eighty standards, it's not as shocking. You think of a movie like Reanimator. Tell me, Reanimator, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night is more shocking than Reanimator. 
It's not, but no, and you're right. It's not more shocking. And people didn't freak out about reanimator. You're right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When that came out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, yeah, it it just, it was one of those movies happened to be the controversy made it, gave it, you know, the box office had had, luckily it was able to make back its money that weekend, but yeah, I, I mean, and now it's, you know, cult status and, and, and like you said, by watching it today's standards, by, by everything you have seen since and everything that's come since, you know, this is a very, this is a Disney film compared to <laughs> something else out there. Yeah. And, but, you know, but Quentin Tarantino, when he was on Eli Roth's show, what he said, you know, that, you know, there are, there are horror fans who are like, whoa, when they watch Silent Night, Deadly Night. I mean, he's, you know, he's right. It's still, you know, you watch it. It's. It's because it's a good movie, you know. It was, it was, it, it's, it is my favorite slasher movie. I go back and forth between that and My Bloody Valentine being my favorite slasher. Yep. Um, I think My Bloody Valentine has a little bit of an edge because it's, um, it doesn't involve teenagers, but neither all the victims are, are, are uh, working class folks. But you know, well, that's a different story. But um, the other thing I want to point out, and ask me, let me know if you agree, the beginning of the movie with the Santa holding up this door and the grandfather and everything, that feels like a different movie, doesn't it? Um, yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's, I think, the grimmest part of the movie. That's like the most like depressing, grim part of the movie is this, you know, they're with this senile old man and then you know uh a grandfather and then now they're with the the the, the family is out and then uh, you know this guy dressed as santa murders the whole family except for the two kids rapes the mother or attempts to rape the mother uh, yeah yeah it does feel like so what else you got to say about silent night Deadly? anything else nope you done? All right. Yeah. Then I guess we're we're done talking about that. We can talk about uh, Christmas, bloody Christmas. The U.S. Defense Department has spent over a trillion dollars on the most cutting-edge robot technology, introducing Robo Santa Plus for the upcoming holiday season. Are you going to do this fine Christmas Eve? I was potentially going to go meet up with a dude. I've blown him off twice already, so... Come on, get a drink with your old pal, Robbie. What's up with you two? I uh, just grabbed me a drink. I talked her out of some tender trash. You didn't oh. talk me out of anything. Say Christmas! Christmas! Not humbug. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! New animatronic state-of-the-art Santa Claus, featured at our own TW Bunkers, is now the subject of international recall.
Chris played Christmas. Originally, uh-huh. this was going to be a remake of uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Christmas played Christmas. But then, because the ones that asked him to make this movie... Asked who? Asked uh, uh, Joe Bagos to make this uh, movie. Joe Bagos. He, he did VFW and Bliss. Cool. Yeah. The ones that asked him to make this movie... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Told him to do that, but he uh, Joe Bagos didn't like the idea of a remake of Silent Night, Deadly Night. So he wanted you mean a straight remake, a straight remake. Yeah. So yeah. he's so, but and then he thought of making Christmas like Christmas, which is the matchup of Terminator and Silent Night, Deadly Night. And then, but the producers of this film said that that's not what fans want. So okay. then he was just like, Oh, I'll make the movie on my own. Oh, okay, all right. So he was gonna, so he he was. It sounds like from what you found out, he was he was gonna he was hired by the people who had the rights to do to the Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah, um, producers. He was hired to write and direct it, and then and so he came up with this idea: the the robot Santa that goes on a killing spree. Yes. Oh, okay. But but he they didn't like it, so he made this instead. Yes. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. So yeah, so. The, the storyline to Christmas Bloody Christmas is just that. It's Christmas Eve. And, and uh, there's this uh, woman named Tori that's basically a tomboy. Yeah. Who, with a big potty mouth. <laughs> I guess so. There's a lot of criticism of the potty mouth. Not only from mom. Yeah, she, she watched it. And she she watched it. She, she said it. a lot of... She said fuck quite a bit. Um, and I see online that, and, and so what, it's a horror movie. There's a lot worse going on in the movie than, than, yeah. than the potty mouth. It's just, this um, is a good movie if you like, because I did like Willy's Wonderland and then I like the idea of the Banana Splits movie, which I haven't seen. Right, because well, we, you, you are big into animatronics yeah, and, and, and you actually want to work in that field yeah. and make even, anim- yeah, even though, I mean, what's weird is, I mean, I like the idea of animatronics killing people. For, but for some reason, I don't like Terminator anymore. Well, the Terminator's not an animatronic; he's a robot. He's a cyborg. 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 Yeah. Yeah. This is a, is not a cyborg. This, this is, is a, a actual robot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean. Uh, an anyway. So yeah. Not, so it's Christmas yeah, Eve. Not a cyborg. It's Christmas Eve, and uh, the military. He's got military hardware or uh, microchips. The the robot Santa. And he's in all these different toy stores, a chain of toy stores. And uh, yeah, he, he, he goes, the of course, naturally, when you got military-grade hardware and a cyborg in a movie, it's going to go bonkers and start doing things it's not supposed to do. So yeah. that's what happens in this. We don't want to give spoilers because it's a really new movie. It's playing on Shutter right now. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, it's all right. So what do you think? What do you think of the movie? I know you like movies where about cyborgs going nuts and, and, you mean and, and like, animatronics animatronics or androids or androids and whatnot. So what do you think of Silent Night, Deadly Night? What'd you think of it? Uh, I thought that other than the potty, the potty mouth didn't bother you, right? Other than the potty mouth. No, it didn't bother okay. me. Yeah. Because Tori's mouth. Yeah. Tori's father mouth. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead. What'd you think of the movie? Uh, I thought it was just pretty good. Like, uh, the like you were saying, the first hour of the film is a Kevin Smith movie. Not the first hour, the first act. The first act yeah. is a Kevin Smith movie. The second act is and third act is basically a slasher film, and then the third act is Terminator. Third act is Terminator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ter- like Sarah Connor versus the Terminator. Yeah, that's what it was like. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you got I, that. I get I mean, the reference. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it's it's exactly that. I mean, uh, that point where Tori looks out the window, sees Killer Santa on a rampage. Yes, and uh, that's when it turns into it turn it goes from being a Kevin Smith movie to being a horror movie. Horror movie, yeah. Um, I mean, this wasn't directed by Kevin. Smith, but I, I just wondered about um, Joe Bagos. Is he did he watch a lot of Kevin Smith movies? That did he get the influence for this? Um, I, a fan I, of had, Kevin Smith? I had I had heard him on. Uh, I, I'm assuming he is. So of his like movies, I, I assume he is. I heard him interviewed on. Um, I caught part of his interview with um, Charles Band on Charles Band's podcast. Yeah, he was referring to the movie Slackers. Yes. Um, from 19, I think it's 1989, 1990, um, early 90s. I would say say it's more like Clerks than Slackers. So, um, uh, and another movie called Trust, a Hal Hartley movie about young people and their dialogue conversation. So tell me about like when you were saying that uh, about Tori, her being portrayed as like, a guy like you said like it's probably like you said it's probably something that joe bagos would want to see in a woman like oh 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 yeah, yeah 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 okay yeah i know the potty saying. mouth yeah I, I i know what you're saying um so not it's not the potty mouth so much it, it's i potty mouth didn't bother me and yeah it didn't the tomboy the way so, she acted i didn't mind yeah, so that was my behaved, only. That's only, mean, That's my only thing with the movie, is that, um. Well, there's two things that did. So that character Tori and the actress that plays her, um, not that I think she was miscast, um, and again, I'm not a director, so I can't. I'm not a director. I'm I haven't seen that actress anywhere else. So. She does a lot of Netflix movies, and they're mostly Christmas movies, like Lifetime. Or Hallmark type like Christmas, family movies, yeah, Hallmark type oh. Christmas movies, but the ones that they make for Netflix. Oh, yeah, um, Hallmark type Christmas movies, but they make for Netflix. Yeah, that Netflix puts out. Yeah. So anyway, um, oh, I, I I don't really watch those. No, I don't either. Moms watch quite a few of them, but yeah. Um, but anyway, they're slightly better. They're different plot lines from the Hallmark movies. They're like uh, they're like a step above the. The, <laughs> the Hallmark Christmas movies, but they're still pretty goofy Christmas movies, pretty cheesy, yeah, romantic kind of things. 
Um, anyway, so not that she was miscast, and I'm not a writer, I'm not a director. H however, um, like that actress, I never bought that she was into any of the stuff she was into. Um, because Why? I, well, that's what I'm getting to. Yeah. You know. um, because it's clear that, so Kevin Smith, when he made Chasing Amy, yeah, he had help from the character played by, um, Joey Lauren Adams. I can't remember her name. What's her name? Uh, what was the character's name? Silent Bob, Holden McNeil, Banky Edwards, and Alyssa Jones. Alyssa, Alyssa Jones. Jones. So Alyssa Jones is, um, he had help. He got sought help from uh, women he knew who were uh, either friends or writers to help kind of create that character. Or Joey Lauren Adams actually helped also create that character. Um, uh, and... Um, and so he got help from her. Joe Bagos, I don't think, got help from uh, the actress that played uh, Tori um, in, in Christmas, Bloody Christmas, yes. um, to create that character. Uh, she just an actor that came in yeah. and, and uh, auditioned and was hired. Uh, Kevin Smith had known Joey Lauren Adams. I think he was dating her at the time yes. um, when she was cast in Chasing Amy. So, and like I said, she helped write the character and create that character. So where I'm going with this is that I think that the character of Tori is the type of woman that um, Joe Bagos no. wished, hey, nobody's asking your opinion in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> that Sorry, uh, Tori, that's our dog. Yeah, that Tori is um, the type of... of character that joe bagos kind of wishes he could meet uh, the type of woman he could meet this cool woman that is into horror movies and the same type of horror movies he's into into the same type of music he's into it's it's and it's a trap that a lot and she talks like a guy that's the big thing yeah. she doesn't talk like a woman that's where kevin smith and joe bagos uh that's where the diversion begins or the divergence excuse me begins is that um is that kevin's uh, is that uh uh, uh Alyssa jones and chasing amy talks and acts like a woman would tori talks and acts like a guy would and uh it, you see it in um uh, uh death proof those girls or women in death proof, excuse me, the women in death proof talk like guys because Quentin Tarantino didn't seek the advice of the actresses. He just wrote that script and he's like, this is the way women talk. And so yeah. they, women don't talk like that. Women don't act like that. Well, I'm sure some do some maybe, but not really. Okay. They, well, they talk. He wrote, a, he wanted to create a, a character that acts and talks and this is my opinion again. So if people are mad at my opinion, so be it. But and and I'm not it's it's not a bad movie. I'm just saying he he created that he fall he fell into that trap that a lot of writer directors fall into when they're doing these movies about women that are supposed to be strong uh character women. Um and so you know, like you watch I don't watch Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. You do. Yes. A lot of those characters react and to circumstances and situations the way a woman would 
Yeah. Wonder Woman. One of the great things about the Wonder Woman movie. Yes. People love or hate it, but the character reacts and acts the way a woman would in those situations. And like I said, Joe Bagos falls into that trap where he creates a woman that reacts and acts the way a guy would, not a woman would. So yeah, that's, but that's, that's, there are tomboys out there. There yeah. are tomboys, but, but even the tomboys act and react the way when I was in the military, when I was in the coast guard, we had women in our units, in our, on our boats, at our stations that they acted and reacted. They were tomboys, but they acted and they still acted and reacted to situations the way women would. So yes. the, what I'm getting at is men go from zero to 60. Yeah. If if they have any type of training, yeah, they forget that that training goes right out the window because they just react emotionally, and they go and even the women are often accused of acting emotionally, but they go from zero to sixty and react. Women revert back to their training. Oh, and that's what I'm saying. They revert back to what they know how to protect themselves in situations, and so that's 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 my point. And so in this movie, when Tori is confronted with the, with the killer robot, she goes from zero to 60. Yes. Okay. So, um, and reacts the way a guy would. And, and that's my only beef with the movie. And I know that was probably long winded, but you asked, <laughs> you asked me after we watched the movie. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was, that was the story with that. Um, Going back to it though, it's a it's a really it's a well done movie. I, I wouldn't I, I of of the two movies that we're talking about, we'll talk about which is better. But of the two Christmas big Christmas horror movies or Christmas kind of Santa movies that came out, Violent Night, right, mm-hmm. and Christmas Bloody Christmas. Which one do you think is better? A Violent Night and Christmas Bloody Christmas. Uh, I feel like. Um... Silent Night, Deadly Night, because it's... No, 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 not Silent Night, Deadly Night. I'm talking about, go back to our last episode that we did a while back, and then, um, and and what I'm talking about is this year's releases, this year's two big Santa movies. Yeah, which was better? Which was better, Violent Night or Christmas? Violent Night or Christmas, Bloody Christmas? I would say... uh, uh, well, I come mean, on! Christmas, I know what you're about to say. Christmas because yeah. it's a full length horror. You would say Christmas, bloody Christmas. Yeah, because is it's the a better full movie? length horror. Okay, so that's where I disagree. I, I I think Violent Night is the better movie. Yeah, I feel like Christmas, bloody Christmas, because it's a full long. Violent horror. Night has the charm, but Violent Night that's a borderline horror. Like, right, but Violent Night has the charm that Christmas, bloody Christmas doesn't. <laughs> so, Christmas, bloody Christmas, full. Yeah. All right. Christmas, Blake, Christmas. I just, you knew I was going to say that. And I was going to say, I didn't. It I, you, were, you were about to say Violent Night, Deadly, uh, Violent Night. But then I thought, <laughs> Crystal Lake, Christmas, that's a full length horror film. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, all right. Violent Night, I think, is the more, has the more charm than, than the other movies. All right. So, of the two movies now, not Violent Night, Silent, uh, not Violent Night, Christmas, Blake, Christmas, but of Silent Night, Deadly Night, two movies we're talking about on this episode. What do you think is the better of the two? Um, I honestly think, uh, uh, I feel like uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night is was uh, 
the better of the two because it was. I'm not saying I don't like Christmas, like Christmas. Wait, you, you wait before we started recording. You had a different opinion. You said Christmas Bloody Christmas was better than Silent Night. Didn't you change your mind? No, it's just I said that Christmas Bloody Christmas was better than Violent Night. It's, oh, okay. Then I yeah. misunderstood you. Okay. So Silent Night, Deadly Night is the better. The classic is the better. Of the yeah, two. the classic. I agree. Because I agree. This is a. It's a decent horror film. It's not a great horror film. You're talking about Silent Night. I mean, Christmas Bloody Christmas. Yeah, Christmas Bloody Christmas. It's a decent yeah. horror film, but not ex- to the extreme level. Right. Yeah. It's. I think it's just fine. I. You know. Uh. It's not going to be. It's not like Jack Frost, or. Uh, what else? Christmas Evil or Silent Night, Deadly Night, where I watch it every year. You know, those are movies I watch, uh, you know, uh, Christmas horror movies I watch every year. Um, it's more along the lines of a movie like Another Wolf Cop or Sint. Yep. You know, Another one of those Wolf movies. Cop. Yep. One of those Christmas horror movies that I watch. Another Wolf Cop. Every, I've watched that every, again recently. Yeah, and I don't know if you stuck around to the. There's a post credit scene in that yeah, like Marvel movies. Yeah, there's going to be like a third Wolf Cop because it said Wolf Cop will return. But where's the third movie? I waited five years. <laughs> well, you know that's the way it works with low budget movies. <laughs> anyway, really, it's it's along those lines of of, of those type of movies uh, where I'll watch it on, at Christmas time every now and then, not every Christmas. Like Silent Night, Deadly Night. Black Christmas, uh, Christmas Evil, I watch those every Christmas. Um, Trancers, not really Trancers. I mean, uh, I, I said Trancers. I meant uh, um, Night of the Comet. Every Christmas I watch those movies. Those, yep. those, those are four go-to Christmas movies for me, along with some of the more traditional Christmas movies, like Christmas Story. Yeah. Because um, we do watch those. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, uh, but Christmas Bloody Christmas will be a movie I watch uh, occasionally, every now and then at Christmas time, but not every Christmas. So I'm inclined to agree with you. Silent Night, Deadly Night is the better of the two. Joe Bagos, uh, hats off to you. You know, Joe Bagos filmed this movie. Uh, one of the things that I really like about this movie, also Christmas Bloody Christmas, is that um, Joe Bagos filmed. He didn't film this digitally. Because a lot of these digital movies just, they don't, I mean, they look obviously digital. They look like, you know, they're like the shot on video movies of the 80s and 90s. Um, that's today's equivalent. Um, so uh, they just don't look good, especially in 4K or in HD. Um, unfortunately, a lot of them are shot digitally these days. Um, so my hat's off to him because he made, he filmed this in anamorphic 16 millimeter. Which so it gives it this great look to it, and he also this were all practical effects. Oh, so you know the robot in Christmas Blade, Christmas that was an actual animatronic robot that wasn't at the see, end. You're talking, at the it end. It was an actor at the beginning, just like Terminator. Yeah, Arnold it was an actor in the beginning, uh-huh. but at the end that was an actual animatronic. It wasn't CGI, but it looked yeah, real. I knew it wasn't CGI, but yeah, yeah, that's right, it was, and with the green, I like those green eyes, the, the green, green eyes, the, yeah, the green. It look laser eyes. Yeah, it reminded me. I want to say of that of a particular show from Nickelodeon. It was kind of a like a Drake horror super. Kind, no, not drinking Josh. <laughs> okay. We talked about that on the last episode, though. Oh yeah, yeah. But it was kind of like a horror superhero type show. 
it was called Danny Phantom. Do you remember that show? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was actually pretty cool. Yeah, was, Danny uh, yeah. Phantom. I used to watch that with you. Yeah, yeah. It was like yeah. Yeah, that's basically what it was. He was like a ghost kid and a superhero. Yeah, it was Danny yeah. Phantom, a horror superhero show, but it was like kid friendly for kids. Uh huh. Right. It was on the same level. I want to say as Ghostbusters, the show, because it was TV fourteen. So, what does it have to do with the killer robot Santa? Is the green glowing eyes? Is that Danny Phantoms? I don't remember. The yeah, name. Danny Phantom had green glowing eyes. Oh, okay. Oh, so it had that's what it had Phantom to do Phantom. with Danny Phantom. It's because it had okay. green glowing eyes, like Dan that looked like Danny Phantom's eyes. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, so, anything else you did you want to say about Christmas, Bloody Christmas, or Silent Night, Deadly Night? And our dog's out there. She's giving an opinion of. She's outside giving an opinion of the. Sorry, folks. That's what happens when you don't have a studio to record it. You get a barking dog. So, anything else you wanted to say before we um, wrap things up? Uh, no. Okay. All right. Well, we'll wrap things up. Hey, this is the last show of the year. Yes, it is. Hey, uh, so a lot of people have been listening and liking and supporting on uh, wherever they listen to podcasts um, uh, and writing reviews. Thank you so much for doing that, everybody. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> and Many so, thanks. Is, uh, if anybody uh, knows what Team Fortress 2 is, that's what the heavy used to say. Oh, many thanks. Yeah. So... Uh, but the, the that video game is besides the point. Yes. Um, anyway, yeah. So we've been doing this for six months. This is we're episode number nine, and uh, we just want to say thank you again for all the folks that listen. And if it wasn't for the folks, uh, you know, not only our friends in in life that like and support and listen to the show, but a lot of people on social media um, who spread word of the show. A lot of people on social media, uh, on Instagram in particular, really do a good job for word of mouth of the show, and we really appreciate it. Other podcasts do the same, too. Um, uh, big podcasts like Unsung Horrors have promoted us, um, and um, Dead With My Friends, our Hudson Valley brethren, um, our, our, our friends out there in Hudson Valley, in the yeah. Hudson Valley in New York, um, they promote our show a lot um our friends aj every every episode promotes it uh cabinet dr howdy podcast promotes us so we really appreciate not only those guys but everyone else who listens and supports us yep and um thanks again i mean it's been a great six months we hope to keep doing this for as long as we can yes we do and um we really enjoy it we really enjoy the feedback we hear from folks so thanks a lot. We hope you guys have a good holiday, whatever holiday you uh, celebrate this time of year. Have a great new year. Where can they find you on Instagram? They find me under Horrorhound1702. Do you have Twitter or you don't really use Twitter? You don't use Twitter. I don't use Twitter. I don't either. I have one. I have an account. I haven't used it. I never use it. I There's... used to have a Twitter account, but then I got rid of it. Most people are ever since Elon Musk took over. Uh, I yeah, I, I I just got rid of mine before Elon Musk took over. Yeah, I I never used it, so it's um, there's also a Twitter account for the podcast. I always forget to to post on there under the podcast. So yeah, it's, Twitter. It's superfluous. Yeah, Elon Musk, and who knows how much longer it'll last. Took over, and yeah, I saw somebody on Instagram even posted that they're not using Twitter anymore. Who? There's that woman 
from Child's Play, the one that played the Oh, Elise, uh, 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 Christy Elise, yeah. Christy Elise, yeah. Is that her name? I don't, yeah, I Christy Elise, yeah, yeah. She uh, she played Kyle. In, yeah, uh, Kyle yeah, in the in Child's, Child's Play. Play she said yeah. that she got rid of her Twitter account, and then in her post she said, fuck Elon Musk. Oh, well, rightly so. Rightly so. <laughs> um, but Elon Musk, I'm sure other people have said that, and I don't know how he feels about other people. But... He doesn't care about other people. <laughs> he could care less. He's he's a billionaire, evil billionaire. Or something. Evil billionaire. Yeah. So Ooh, Yeah, an evil billionaire that claims to have a high-functioning forum autism but i'm questioning whether or not he has that yeah he's just a dick and uses that as an excuse maybe i don't know i don't want asperger yeah. syndrome he claims to have that yeah but anyway he says that i don't know if he does i don't know either my di- but that's besides the point and my diagnosis is his diagnosis is none of my business to me yeah anyway um i am on instagram uh as marco t beast you can find the podcast at video store massacre underscore under all of those um uh words video store massacre podcast it's all underscore um and that's it for the podcast part of it uh our logo was designed by decaying corpses her etsy store is decaying sunshine at the etsy shop go there to get some great artwork stickers whole bunch of stuff um, I don't think she has any of the, I don't think she has any stickers for the show. doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. Um, she can sell them if she wants. I already told her that. She wants to sell yeah. the stickers. She can sell it and make her 100% profit. We don't need to make it. We're not doing this for profit. <laughs> if it were, we would still be broke. Anyway, um, yeah, so we got, so thanks to all the listeners again. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Yule, whatever you celebrate, right? Yeah. Um, and we will see you next year. Until next time, be kind. Uh, rewind. Or, I don't know, some killer robot Santa will come and step on your head and crush your skull. Yes. <laughs> All right. Cheers, people. Cheers. Take care. Bye.